Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Hey, thanks for joining me on the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. So glad that you are here. Before I dive in, I want to make sure that you know about a weekly leadership newsletter that I do called Leading Thoughts. You can subscribe to this by going to stephenmansfield.tv. Every week, I bring what I call the soft factors to bear on leadership. You know, the hard factors, the technical factors, you have other sources for. You can learn about accounting from somewhere else, someone else. You can learn about manufacturing, what you're producing there in that factory better at a conference or somewhere else. But leadership is a lot about the soft factors. It's about how you see people. It's about how you lead. It's about how you think about yourself, how you think about your times, uh, how you orchestrate your thoughts, how you get through hard times. And that's what this, uh, this weekly news blast for leaders called Leading Thoughts is all about. So go to stephenmansfield.tv. You'll see it right there on the homepage and you can subscribe. I want you to get that. Now, I want to talk to you about uh, three kinds of people who are always at work in society. And I want us to distinguish these three because they're shaping our world right now and how we understand them will help us respond wisely to our times. I want to talk to you about rebels, radicals, and reformers. Rebels, radicals, and reformers. Now, all the time in any society, no matter how successful that society might be, you will always have rebels. This is simply part of the human experience. To quote the words or to modify the words of Jesus, the rebels you have always with you. It does not matter if the society is perfectly just, perfectly balanced economically, uh, completely at peace, prosperous, everybody's doing well. The fact is you will always have rebels who are anti-authority, who want to see the whole thing burn, who are negative about what's going on, and who will do destruction. Trust me, this is simmering underneath the surface in every single society. These people are not happy. These people are angry in their own souls, and they will take any opportunity to do mischief or mayhem. I'm not saying that they are just a constant criminal class, but I am saying that when we look at them historically, when we look at them today, these rebels are unhappy with what's going on. They have rebellion in their soul, which is part of the fallen human condition. Uh, they have not had that rebellion tamed by anything, love for family or high virtues or anything, certainly by character. And so they are angry, they are negative, and usually they will take opportunity to do mischief, to do mayhem. Uh, you have a riot breakout for good reasons. You have a protest breakout for good reasons. You have some kind of um, movement happening that's got a lot of people pouring out in the streets. These people are going to take an opportunity to bust some windows. They're going to steal some Nikes. They're going to steal some cell phones. They're going to call off things in grocery stores. You see it. You've seen it before. You've seen it on television. Rebels, upset, angry, 
in disharmony, in a state of diseased hearts, I believe, diseased souls, constant in, constantly rebellion, in a state of rebellion. And this, again, I say as a Christian, uh, is, from my view, simply part of the fallen human condition. Rebelling against God, rebelling against government, rebelling against authority, rebelling against their own skin, rebelling against themselves, rebelling against their wives, their husbands, their families, their kids, rebelling against responsibility, rebelling against everything. Rebelling, disliking, um, you know, disliking a person doesn't matter. Red-haired woman, well, we're going to hate her because you got red hair. Just rebelling against reality. And that's probably the best way to leave these people, rebelling against reality. Now, those people are always there. It's part of the police's responsibility to keep those folks in check. Uh, perhaps it's part of social reformers' work to go in there and try to make fewer of them. And society should certainly keep an eye, eye on them, but they are always there simmering under the surface. The, there's another group of people, and those are the radicals. And the radicals are usually more intelligent, uh, usually better organized, and usually radicals have some kind of, I'll use the word radical, uh, social vision that calls for the overthrow of the current system. Uh, they, the Marxist rebels would be radicals. Uh, Antifa would be radicals. Uh, people who want to overthrow the current system, destroying it in the process. Uh, these are radicals. That's Marxists, that's anarchists, that's Antifa, uh, that's terrorist groups, that's the IRA throughout much of its history. Um, in South Africa, though I'm in sympathy with a lot of what they were trying to accomplish, the African National Congress, without question, would say that during some of its history, uh, they were quite radical. I mean, Nelson Mandela himself would have said, even though he became president of the country, would have said that at a certain point, a point, he was a destructive radical. In fact, he says as much in his book. So radicals are people who intend the overthrow of the current system. They are there, they are organized, they are conspiring, they are thinking that way. Uh, certainly, uh, extremist Muslim terrorist cells are that kind of radicals. I'm just using a political term, more political term right now. There are many, many different types. Um, it means someone, technically it means someone who intends, uh, if necessary by violence, the overthrow of the current system. So this explains a little bit and those people, by the way, we have always with us. It doesn't matter how free and just, let's say, American society is. The fact is the radicals are mad that it's not a completely Islamic state, or they're mad that it's not a completely Marxist communist state, or they're mad that, it's a, that a certain group doesn't have as much freedom as they ought to have. And by the way, maybe that group should have more freedom, but the radicals intend violence and overthrow of the entire system in order to accomplish what they think is just or true or right, or at least a uh, their version of power in a, in a certain area of the society. So the rebels and the radicals are always with us, always simmering, always working. They're always there. That's why we have police. That's why we have an FBI. That's why we have a CIA. That's why we have forces empowered and armed to keep these things in check. Now, Whenever there's a big blow up in society, uh, whenever uh, things are, you know, I, I remember once being on my high school playground or out there in the high school basketball area and two guys got in a fight. We were about 13, maybe two guys got in a fight and the feeling of lawlessness, the feeling of, I'll just use the word excitement, the feeling that, hey, there's violence going on and the teachers aren't around and anything's possible 
other guys on that basketball court for no reason at all just began to duke each other out. It, they just began to swing at each other. And you've seen that on television. Maybe you've been, been in a situation like that. It's dangerous. But the fact is there's just a feeling of rebellion and radicalism and violence and a spirit of anything can go right now. And so guys start doing each other harm. That's exactly what happened on that basketball court. And it got very, very dangerous. And by the way, it wasn't about somebody fouling uh, each other or anything like that. It was just the feeling that resulted from the first fight. Well, That's a lot of what's going on today on our streets. Uh, There has been a very, I think, well-intentioned effort to bring change. I'll come to that class of people in just a minute. But the rebels and the radicals have taken opportunity of this more level-headed, wise, and even needed effort for reform. And therefore, you have Antifa and extremists in Portland, uh, radicals in Portland trying to burn down buildings and kill police and defund things and take over sections of cities. You will always have radicals with you. There will always be those kinds of movements of malcontent. It does not matter how good and just a society might be. There are always people plotting for its overthrow. And you have to hold that in check. If you give vent to it, if you allow it, it's just going to grow and metastasize and become a cancer on your society. At the same time, the rebels will always take opportunity of that. Uh, you have you have a riot that arises because there's a legitimate complaint about uh, misuse of authority by police and city uh, leaders. And what do you see within a few days? You see people hauling off Nikes, hauling off groceries, hauling off TV sets. They're just rebels. They just want to see the thing burn. They're just angry in general. And so they are going to bust up the very stores that serve their own grandmothers that the next week they'll want to be serving them. And by the way, as I've said before, I think on this podcast, back in the 60s and 70s, when there were these kinds of rebel movements uh, accompanying uh, good reform movements back in the back in the 60s and 70s, all it did was drive the very businesses out of the inner cities that the inner city populations needed to begin with. And so it ended up causing horrible destruction and suffering amongst the very people who lived in those neighborhoods and who and some of whom, of course, had done the rebel activity to begin with. So you have rebels, you have radicals, two different classes of people, both meaning harm to society if allowed. And then you have the reformers. The reformers are frankly what most of us want to be. The reformers are people who want to bring needed change to the system without collapsing it, who want to bring needed change to the system in in a, in a direction, by the way, that is usually consistent with what was intended to begin with. Now, the Founding Fathers didn't have a great big vision for uh, blacks not being slaves. Some of them did. Most of them didn't. And so that's had to come from a later generation. But they did want a free and just society as, as they understood it. They did want all men to be created equal as they understood it. It took later generations to take that language and extend it further. So reformers are people who are bringing needed, valuable change to a system, to a nation, to a people, to a culture without destroying it. They want to make it better. They want to make it more just. They want to make it more free. They might want to make it stronger. They might want to defend it better. Uh, They might want to have more just taxation within it. Who knows? But that's what reformers do. 
John Lewis, a man I admire very much, though I disagree with him on a few political issues. John Lewis was a reformer, a needed man. Martin Luther King, a reformer. Uh, others in this country, many uh, you'll, you'll know many of the names, of course, reformers. We need reformers. We need political reformers. We need cultural reformers. We need education reformers. We need artistic reformers. We need reformers. That's good. That's the growth of society. That's society evolving. That's human beings morphing and growing and striving to be better. Now, here's the problem. Rebels and radicals always damage the causes of the reformers. Rebels and radicals use the opportunity, the feeling in the air that things are about to change and restraints are not as they used to be, and they take advantage of that. So we need to have reform in many of the nation's police departments. There's no question, and I say that as a law and order guy. Many of my friends are cops and Secret Service and military. I'm certainly not anti all of them. But we know that the number of people dying in the hand, in, in the custody of police is too high. The police themselves are saying this. We know that some of these shootings, many of these shootings of people in custody, well, all, all shootings of people in custody who haven't grabbed a gun or tried to escape are unjust. Uh, we know that we need reform. That's where reform is needed. That's where we need to be crying out. That's where we need to be working in Congress. That's where we need to be working with our local police and, and armed forces uh, and domestic armed forces, etc. Okay. But what happens is as, as change comes, as perhaps there's some violent exchanges, I'm just talking about on the floor of Congress, as perhaps there's the feeling of dissatisfaction and disharmony in the air, the radicals and the rebels will take advantage. Rebels will take advantage just out of their own anger and to their own destruction. Rebels tend to be, uh, I'm not talking about like American revolutionary kind of rebels, but rebels in the sense that I'm talking about, they tend to be a little bit mindless about what they do, a bit more visceral, just violent for the sake of violence, just grabbing stuff out of stores for the sake of grabbing stuff out of stores. They got no long-term plan. They're just PO'd. All right. Now, Radicals do have a long-term plan, and they will absolutely graft onto the feeling of dissent, the feeling of discontent in a society, in a moment, in a protest, and they will take advantage of it. And that's absolutely what's going on in this country. So what you've got to do is make that distinction. Uh, if I was president of the United States, I'm sure I'm even going, God forbid, but if I was president of the United States, I would be talking about the need for reform and I'd be celebrating the reformers. I'd be saying it in that lang kind of language. We want reformers. We want change. We want to uh, morph towards a more just union. But we are not going to stand by while radicals and rebels take advantage of this glorious moment of reform that might be happening in our society. Listen, this past weekend uh, on Sunday, I was moved to tears by the image of the casket of John Lewis going across the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama. Believe me, I was close to a lot of that stuff. I wasn't there physically. My family was on the wrong side of a lot of that, my earlier generations. Uh, I have friends who were sitting right there uh, on that bridge watching all of it going on, etc. I revere uh, John Lewis, it was moving to me that he would make one last journey over that bridge, a bridge for which he was beaten for even trying to walk across uh, some years ago. 
I, I, we, we want to encourage the reformers. We want to celebrate that. We want to bring that up. We want to be passionate about that. But we've absolutely got to check the radicals and the rebels, the radicals in particular, because they've been organizing, they've been planning, they've been beneath the surface, they've been in sleeper cells, and they will destroy this country if we allow them. I want to say also, we have to be very careful, and man, have I been in a lot of conversations like this of late, we have to be very careful not to disparage the reformers because of what the rebels and the radicals are doing uh, to taint and to glom on to their movements. We celebrate the reformers. I want to be one of the reformers. I'm trying to be a reformer. We want reform. You know the kinds of reform that we need. But sure enough, if I go out and lead a march for reform or if I storm up onto the hill or if I'm on television uh, speaking about the need for change, somebody from Antifa, somebody from the radical side uh, will certainly begin to glom on to that feeling of discontent that's there. And of course, the rebels will take opportunity of any time the police are distracted and they grab themselves a TV set. So rebels, radicals, and reformers know the difference. Know the impact they're having on society. And by the way, be a reformer. Celebrate the reformers. Strengthen the reformers. Don't criticize the reformers. Extend the reformers. Fund the reformers. We want reform. But we want, we have to have barriers in our society against the radicals. And we certainly have to hold the rebels accountable to keep them contained and to keep them without the options, the opportunities to do the destruction that they do. But be aware, we live in a fallen world. We live in troubled societies. No society is perfect. You will always have the rebels. You will always have the radicals. What we need is protected reform while the radicals and the rebels are held in check or their organizations ended if possible. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.